All right, welcome to the second episode of the Sort of Stupid Sports Podcast. Got a couple great men in here in the room with me. To my left, I have Matthew Shiflett, Noah McCune. I said that wrong. No, that's right. All right, yeah, we're good. All right, Blaine Smith, Darren Will, and myself, Troy Gant. We're here to talk about some sports. You know, we have no credentials. That's why we're sort of stupid. Around here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys care what we have to say. So uh, we're going to kick it off to begin with uh, just recapping some of the games of Week 16. And I'm going to kick it over to Matt to begin with this. All right. So this week I started off with, um, you know, I'll just get this out of the way right now. The Saints, 31. Steelers, 28. It hurt. Um, this really hurt our playoff chances. So now the Steelers need to win against the Bengals and they need the Browns to beat the Ravens in order to move on and win the division. But talk about the game. So both teams played a really close game. It was a really good game. Uh, They kept scoring back and forth, back and forth constantly Uh, until the last few minutes we were plagued by a Steven Ridley fumble and then a Juju Smith-Schuster fumble. Uh, Both of these were, uh, you know, kind of rough. Anyway, notable stat. Antonio Brown had a day, 185 yards, Two touchdowns on 14 receptions. Uh, it just wasn't enough to carry the Steelers to a whim. So, unfortunate, but you know. Next up, we've got the Rams, 31, Cardinals, 9. This one was a little bit more uh, expected. The Rams' offense gained 461 yards to the Cardinals, 263. So, it was a 200-yard difference. That was kind of just, that's what did it for them. Time of possession, uh, the Rams won at 37 to 22 minutes. So, I mean, if you don't have the ball, you can't score. So, yeah, fun stats. There were a couple of really fun kind of tidbits here. Aaron Donald broke the record for single-season sacks as a defensive tackle. Uh, now he's got 19.5. He's only, what, three away from yep. Michael Strahan's record? 22.5. So, yeah, it wow. could happen. Hopefully it he doesn't could... get there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'll say that Michael Strahan, he's a guy. I like Michael Strahan. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald threw his first touchdown pass in the NFL after his 15 years in it. It was a 32 yarder, so he went one for one on the day. Uh, nice little stat there. And then finally, I've got the Packers at 44, Jets at 38. I did not see this one coming. I didn't expect this to be just a full blown shootout. Um, yeah, Jets were up 21-7 to with five minutes left in the half, but then the Packers managed to bring it, what, uh, two more scores. They went into halftime 21-20. Um, the Jets, third quarter, two more unanswered touchdowns to go up 35-20, but their lack of a running game ended up doing them in. Uh, they ended up finishing the game with only 47 rushing yards. They just could not, you know, run the clock out. They could not, they just, they just could not keep it together on the ground. Uh, Packers ended up coming back, scoring outscoring the Jets 18-3 to in the fourth quarter, took it to overtime, Rodgers to Adams and OT to win the game. So that was the end of that one. That was kind of a lot more exciting than I expected, but those were my games, so we'll pass it over to Noah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start with the Tennessee Titans uh, and the Redskins at Tennessee. Um, it was a win for the Titans, 25-16, to which means their playoff hopes are still alive. They, uh, they did, however, lose Marcus Mariota, uh, which he has had some bad luck in week 16 as of right now. He's think I think he's been hurt twice during week 16 and one week he one year he was hurt in week 15. So just not a not a really good time for Mariota. Uh, he ended up with uh, 10 to 13 for only 110 yards, uh, and then Blaine Gabbert came in and had 101 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, Derrick Henry looked human this week. 21 carries for 84 yards and one touchdown. Um, still pretty good. Yeah, no, it was still, still a good game. Still a good, still a good game. But someone else on the other side of the ball turned back the clock. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 26 carries and 119 yards, but no touchdown. Okay. Love seeing it. Uh, other than that, really not much else going on with this game. The uh, Titans keep their chances alive, and they play the Colts uh, this week to make it to the playoffs. So next up, we've got uh, the Texans at Philadelphia. Uh, this was a win, a close win for the Eagles, 32-30. to uh, St. Nick Foles... <laughs> Bringing the Christmas jo- Jolly old St. Nick <laughs> went off. 35 of 49, 471 yards, and four touchdowns to only one interception. Which, if you're throwing the ball 50 times and you only throw one pick, Not pretty good day. That's a, pr- pretty that's a pretty good, good day good for defense you. defense, too. Pretty oh, yeah, against the defense. Texans. Their secondary is a little Shaky. iffy. But other than that. Wentz would have thrown at least two. Nick Foles now holds the what franchise record for most yards yes. in the game. Took that over from Donovan McNabb, which is a name we all know. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh, on the cover of Madden 06. Come on, that's probably why he the fell, fell off. Oh, that Madden, Madden curse. curse. The Madden curse. Vision cones. <laughs> uh, also on the other side, Deshaun Watson. He threw forty times, uh, completed twenty nine for three hundred thirty nine yards and two touchdowns. A solid night. He he's just been playing really well lately, and he might be playing himself into the MVP conversation. But I think it's a little too late for that at this point. Uh, he also ran eight times for forty nine yards, and the second highest rusher ran for fourteen on four carries. Not much of a run game oh. for Houston mm. this week. No, that's awkward. Uh. Uh, not much of a run game for the Eagles either, as they had a total of 57 yards. Darren Sproles led the way with nine carries for 32 yards. So, he's still playing in the league. <laughs> he, he, I don't think like, he's immortal. He's never going to stop. So, how about this? There were four receivers. Well, well, Darren Sproles running back. But there were four people catching the ball with over 70 yards. Sproles had 76 Jeffrey had 82, Ertz had 110, and Aguilar had 116. Good grief. That is, wow. that is a day. When you have a great quarterback, though. Oh, yeah, the best quarterback. Blaine's over here shaking his head. <laughs> you guys are so wrong. In case you haven't caught on, he's a, he's a big uh, Carson Wentz fan, so this is really just killing him right now. <laughs> All right, so let's move on over to my boys over in Cleveland, keeping the win streak alive. How many is that now? Three. Yeah. Okay. It's it's, it's, it's a big bad. number in Cleveland. Yeah, in Cleveland, it's a big number. <laughs> Honestly, so, if that would have been three total, that'd be a huge <laughs> So we are actually 7-7-1 seven, seven, right now after the 26-18 win over the 6-9 and nine Bengals. And the first half of this game was just a sloppy mess from the Bengals. They had negative passing yards at halftime. Yikes. Mm, passing yards. Good. I don't see how Marvin keeps his job after this being all this. I don't see how you get negative passing yards. I don't don't know how it's possible, but... Was that Austin Peterman back there? No. (laughs) It was was Driscoll, who actually ended up with a pretty good night. 133 yards for two touchdowns. Not like... Not bad for a half. Yeah. uh, (laughs) He had one half to put all that together. Um, And then Joe Mixon had 17 carries for 68 yards. And... uh, 
two catches for 10 yards. It was, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, who he was just on fire today. Dangerous. That day, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, 27 to 37, 284 yards and three touchdowns. Jarvis Landry dropped a dime of a pass mm. for 63 yards. Pretty good pass. It was... It did not fool the Bengals at all on the trick play, and he put it right on the money. And it was, ugh, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, Nick Chubb had 19 carries for 112 yards, which he had another solid night. Just this, the draft class by the Browns has just been amazing for them this year. Yeah. Not War- a thing I ever thought we'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I mean, Ward's going to the Pro Bowl, Mayfield's playing rookie of the year type play. Mm. Type <laughs> type plays. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> and Chubb has come into his own as the lead man in the backfield. Chubb's uh, very surprising. I it's think. extremely yeah. surprising. Georgia running backs are good. I knew he'd be good. I didn't think it was going to be this fast. <laughs> so you were impressed by the Eagles stats. This was not quite as impressive. But there were also four, car- uh, four carriers for receivers with more than 50 yards in this game. Uh, Duke Johnson had 54 yards, Higgins had 60, Njoku had 73, and Perriman led the way with 76. He's still in the league. Oh, yes, guy. he is, and he is happy that he's out of Baltimore, apparently. Don't, don't blame him. Don't oh. Blame him, Stay there. I don't need him. <laughs> Terrible. Maybe you do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it for my game, so we're going to go ahead and send it over to Blaine. So I just want to mention something um, about the whole Bengals coaching situation. Um, I was perusing Twitter as I do, <laughs> and I words. I came across across a tweet from the Bengals, and it was like it was like a video of the mascot going around the Christmas tree, and they captioned it, you know, hey, like what did you get for Christmas, or what do you want for Christmas, blah 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 blah, and I I tweeted of course because I wanted to like he's a salty little boy of course <laughs> fire Hugh Jackson and don't hire or fire Marvin Lewis and don't hire Hugh Jackson. Then it was like, let's scroll. Literally every single other tweet was the exact same thing. <laughs> so I feel like if the Bengals don't fire Marvin and they do hire Hugh, there's going to be a there's huge be a fan uproar. Yeah. But the other AFC North going to be pretty happy about it. So I kind of feel like the Bengals are just still like, ah, eh, you're still going to buy tickets. Because <laughs> 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 like, I've been complaining about do it for years. I've made my decision. So, I mean, anyway. So I had the Bills versus the Patriots, and if you remember, this was my upset pick of the week last week. The Bills definitely let me down, but the uh, final of that game was New England 24, Buffalo 12. The Patriots relied heavily on their running game. They had 273 total yards rushing, um, with Sonny Michelle leading the pack with 116 yards on the ground. Um, fun fact, the, they had four runners of 35-plus yards. Not they, bad. Also enjoyed the end around. Cordero Patterson had four rushes for 66 yards. Um, the passing game was real sloppy, though. I mean, they had two picks on each side, and like turnovers in general, really bad this game. They had four interceptions total, like between them, and two fumbles. Now the Pats winning this game get 10 consecutive AFC East titles, and then this is 16 in the Brady Belichick era. Moving on, we have your Monday night game with the Broncos versus the Raiders. And I don't know about y'all, but I was very surprised that the Raiders won this game. It started out with a Dwayne Harris 99-yard punt return for a touchdown. And he ran for a total like on that play of 157 yards. Um, 
this is the third time in NFL history that's ever happened, like uh, of a 99-yard plus punt return. Only Patrick Peterson and Robert Bailey have the same, you know. Um, Oakland won this game 27-14. The Raiders came out balling. They started the game up 17-0 at half. And then, in my opinion, like, despite the bad interceptions, though, Case Keenum had the better game passing. Philip Lindsay, to mention, is the uh, third undrafted rookie ever to hit 1,000 yards rushing. Finally, I had the Vikings playing the Lions, um, and they totally trounced the Lions. Minnesota won 27-9. And, like, it was weird, though, because the first half, like, all of it except for, like, the last five minutes was Detroit. Detroit contained them, like, in the pocket. Detroit went up 9 nothing. And then Kirk Cousins came out to ball. He started out by throwing a bomb, a 44-yard bomb to uh, Mason Rudolph. Kyle. Kyle? Dang, I'm stupid. Mason uh, Rudolph was a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Steelers. I mean, leave it in. We're, just, leave we're it. living up to our name. We're sort of stupid. It's fine. It's okay. No, yeah. Um, he threw a 44-yard bomb to Kyle Rudolph, and it was a beautiful, beautiful throw. I love watching Kirk Cousins throw. Kyle Rudolph went on to have a day. He had nine targets, nine catches, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, fun note that I'd like to point out. After firing DeFilippo, what is his first name? James? James? John. John. John DeFilippo. Um, they are 33 points per game, 160 rush yards, and... Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that since they got rid of him, they've turned it around. It's just a shame they didn't do it, you know, sooner. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, we have Darren. So the first game I'll talk about is the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Uh, the Bucks lost twenty to twenty-seven. Zeke had, you know, it's an eighty-five-yard game. Nothing too big, but you know, still, still pretty good for Zeke. Uh, Winston didn't have a bad game. He had three hundred and thirty-six yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cooper, though, only had four catches for 20 yards, so that was kind of a little low for Cooper. And the Cowboys had a 69-yard fumble return. So the next game I want to talk about is the Seahawks and Chiefs, which was my upset pick from last week. The Seahawks won 38-31. Mahomes and Wilson both had three touchdowns, zero interceptions. They both played about the same kind of game. Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, what a man. Seven catches, 126 yards, and a touchdown. And... I'd like to point out the Chiefs are, I would consider their 0-4 in big games against the Patriots, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. So, don't know if that's going to fall into the MVP conversation later. But, mm-hmm. my last game, man, I was happy about this game. <laughs> Old Axe and Jackson over here. <laughs> went to San, no, San Diego. L.A. L.A. And just pretty much was like, yo, I'm the man. And what happened was they won 22-10, to 10, but they honestly, they dominated them. And it should have been more, but I'll take the score. The Ravens held the Chargers 198 yards. First time the Chargers have been held under 200 yards since 2014. Really? Lamar outplayed Phillip Rivers, which honestly, I wouldn't believe that if you would have told me before the game. But he had 204 yards and 22 attempts, plus an amazing bomb to Mark Andrews. And Rivers had 181 yards on 37 attempts with two picks. So it ended with a pick, and it started with a pick for Phillip Rivers. Ravens can clinch the division with a win over the Browns next week. Moving on. Alrighty, uh, I guess 
I'll get this first one out of the way. Uh, Giants versus Colts, my upset pick last week. Didn't quite go the way I called it. Colts win 28-27. Andrew Luck was Andrew Luck. 31 for 47, 357 yards, two TDs. Did have one pick. Uh, Wasn't a lot going on in the running game for the Colts. Marlon Mack had 12 carries and 34 yards, but he did have a touchdown. Uh, The big stat was T.Y. Hilton, who had 138 yards on seven receptions, which is... You know, 100 plus is kind of starting to become normal for him, which is like he never very good for Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, like, never gets the touchdown, though. But uh, Chester Rogers and Dontrell Inman also had a touchdown in this game. Not a lot of yards, but they still scored, you know. According to Jason Witten, touchdowns matter. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact T.Y. has the most yards without a touchdown in, like, a certain, I can't, I think it's like three weeks of games. Really? Yeah. Huh. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Like, he doesn't seem like he gets in the end zone that often, but he, he always has, like, over, 120 like, yards. Yeah, exactly. He has the big games, and they usually just dump it off. Well, that's kind of the way uh, the Steelers do. Juju gets the yards, and then Antonio Brown gets the score. Like, yeah. Juju also fumbles. They want to I don't want to there, talk about so. it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, Eli Manning, you know, did, did the normal Eli Manning, you know. 309 yards, one touchdown. Did have an interception, but... That's normal for Eli. But, <laughs> that is normal. But also had a rushing touchdown, which we love to see. Ooh, you know? What a <laughs> man. I mean, it was, it was like half a yard. It counts. Surprisingly, spe- speaking of rushing, Saquon Barkley again held under 50 yards. Wow. Which is <laughs> two weeks in a row now, but he did have a touchdown. Had 34 <clears throat> receiving yards as well. Uh... One thing that I was happy to see is Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram stepped up in OBJ's absence for once, which is great. Sterling Shepard had six receptions for 113 yards, and Ingram had six receptions for 87 yards. It's good to see. I mean, this game was kind of a heartbreaker. The Giants led the entire game until about 55 seconds left when they gave the ball back to the Colts, and Andrew Luck just, you know, went Andrew Luck. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Moving on, <laughs> uh, we go to go down there to Carolina. <laughs> yeah, boy, <laughs> we love you, Carolina people. My brother lived there for a while. My grandpa lives there. Nice. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do the Falcons and Panthers. Uh, Falcons end up winning this game, twenty-four to ten. Matt Ryan had a pretty clean game, fifteen for twenty-six. Not a lot of passing attempts, but he did have two hundred thirty-nine yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Brian Hill who I had no clue was a person. <laughs> he, was a, he was a backup for Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman had 51 yards. And Brian Hill was eight carries for 115 yards. What a man. Isn't that oh Hank's God. son? Hank Hill? Yeah. Like, Isn't that Hank's son? Brian? Brian Hill? No. Oh, okay. I think you're thinking of Bobby. Oh, right, 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 right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Hill did have a couple big runs, though. I mean, Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Calvin Ridley had a pretty nice game. Three receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, good chunk of that was a 75-yard touchdown catch. <laughs> so I guess it's an okay game. But, uh, Sanu had five receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Julio Jones, surprisingly, four receptions, only 28 yards. But he did have a touchdown. And uh, also Matt Bosher, the... Oof. Hunter for the Atlanta Falcons but had was... one of the greatest hits I've ever seen in my life. Mm. So throw a little respect out to him. the brand there. Got drug tested the next <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. So as he should, you should feel disrespected <laughs> if you don't get drug tested. <laughs> so yeah, Got little little love for the brand there. <laughs> and we'll go over to the Panthers side, which uh, continues to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Taylor Hineke, I think. I don't know. He's not going to be here for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. 33 for 54. Surprisingly gave him that many attempts. Uh, <laughs> 274 yards and a touchdown, which seems like a good game until you had the three interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and actually went out in the fourth quarter and was replaced by Kyle Allen, who's also a person, apparently. <laughs> and uh, he was four for four for 38. So, you know. Highest completion percentage yeah, in the league. Very nice, yeah. And uh, it continued to be the Christian McCaffrey show for the Panthers. He like had always. 21 carries for 101 yards and 12 receptions for 77 yards, but did not get in the end zone. Ian Thomas, the tight end, was the lone Panthers touchdown. Which, uh, yeah, that continues to be that. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on, we are going to go to the Bears and 49ers. Uh, Bears ended up winning this 14-9. to a real ugly game not a lot of scoring just I mean very ugly there was a fight that broke out after a late hit on Trubisky which I thought was justified (laughs) (laughs) anything that starts a fight is justified yeah Uh, Trubisky speaking of went had a pretty nice game 25 for 29 with 246 and one touchdown Uh, one thing that I was pretty impressed with by him he uh, actually completed to 10 different receivers which is wow pretty nice spreading the ball around uh there wasn't really a lot of great receiving performances because of that. But, you know, I mean, Allen Robinson had six receptions for 85 yards. Uh, I think the next highest receptions was Trey Burton, but he only had 30 yards. <laughs> it right. wasn't that game. Jordan Howard had 13 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, that about wrapped it up for the Bears' offense. And uh, Nick Mullins on the other side of the ball for the 49ers. He had 22 for 38. He had 241 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, and they had two running backs and with 15 carries and somehow only got 47 yards. Oof. Wow. Yeah, so How? not a great game for the running game. No, I don't really – I mean, there's no really clear-cut number one running back for the 49ers, though. Matt I mean, Breida. With, Jer- with, Jer- with Jerick McKinnon. Jer- or Matt Breida actually had the lower of those. Uh, yeah, he had a bad game. But uh, thankfully for the 49ers, they did score a little bit. Robbie Gold went three for three. You know, got those nine points on the board for him. So some more love for the brand there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, that was about it for the Bears and 49ers. Just not a great game. All right. And then uh, moving on, we've got the last game of the week. Jaguar 17, Dolphins 7. We're not even really going to talk about that I mean, it happened. We can just move on. It it existed. I mean, like, when either quarterback has 150 yards... Like, it's just not a good game. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Blake Bortles come in? Uh, Who knows? Yes. Probably For 39 yards. Remember week four when Ryan Tannehill was in the MVP conversation? Then he got injured. I didn't realize that happened. Yeah, so... You know what? Good for Tannehill for a while. You want to hear something fun? The Jaguar... Uh, the Jaguars. Jaguar. The Jaguars won for the second time... In the last 11 games. Can That's we give them a round of applause? Wow. They can win next weekend. You know? Bortles uh, is coming back. He's coming back. That's all they need. Just not Jalen Ramsey. Ooh. He'll probably be traded this offseason. Anyways. Moving on. Uh, we So that's it for our week 16 game recaps. Moving on to our news section for this week. Uh, we've got we've got a handful of news. A lot more so than uh, than last week. Number one, Josh Gordon is stepping down from football. So it looks like, yeah, it looks like this is an indefinite suspension, meaning pretty much he's not coming back to the NFL, um, more than likely anyway. ESPN said that the Patriots actually assigned people to be with Gordon at all times so that he wouldn't get himself into trouble. 
and then somehow over the holidays he managed to slip away and do things. Um, yeah, so I have no compassion anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't say I don't have compassion. I'll say I have no more patience. Yeah, yeah. Hey, to me, man, just just hang it up. Right now, it's more about your mental health than making money. I mean, Need help. I mean, yeah. you. Yeah. And, and, I, and hopefully, has, if he's not like going in for work every day, he can get that kind of help. That right, it's hardcore. I mean, I mean, like when you really hear like some retired players talking about the amount of NFL players that you know do do smoke marijuana during the season or whatever, and you yeah, know, they're not getting caught. I mean, clearly, this guy cannot just stay clean. Even, right. I mean, you know, they give you heads up for drug tests. Yeah, or I, I don't. It just it doesn't be, make any sense how you can continue. To do something like this, especially with the Patriots of all teams, yeah, they're like, and especially why? like Bill Belichick you saved you. <laughs> like, yeah, like Bill Belichick came in and was like, "I'm going to take you from the Browns and I'm going to save you and put you directly into the playoffs." Right. See, I thought Just he was like, going to be great, like getting out of that toxic situation. Yeah, in Cleveland, he was you know, average mostly. I mean, he had a couple good. He was doing all right in there, but how? Here's a quick question: How much does this actually hurt the Patriots? It who do they have left? Not. Who do they? But who do they have left to throw to? Julian Gronk Edelman. and Edelman. Whoa, Chris Hogan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if Hogan comes back? What if oh, this is all he needed? I mean, Hogan. I mean, I don't think the Patriots have looked that strong. They're going to miss. Anyway. They'll miss Amendola because he comes to life yeah. in the playoffs, and I mean, he was pretty much good. Not even and a I, person in the. Like draft. obviously, you have Edelman, and he's ridiculously he's like good a, at certain points for no reason at all. He's streaky. But this, I is, uh, this is the part where we uh, sit here and we bash the Patriots just so we can foreshadow after the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, huh, we did it again. Yeah. I can't believe it. We all, we all, know, we all know they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. We all know it's rigged. And we all, listen, listen. This is the year that Lamar Jackson goes into Foxborough. They've, no, listen, listen, they've even, <laughs> they've even taken it so far to be losing by a ridiculous amount at halftime of the Super Bowl. To yeah. ruining um, everyone's okay. hopes and dreams. Honestly, yeah, at this point, point at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they get knocked out in the AFC Championship game and still win the Super Bowl. Like, like they're gonna <laughs> find a way. Be scandal on the team that beat them. <laughs> yeah, they somehow work their way in. <laughs> they, yeah. they get there and you're like, you know what? We all kind of expected this. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be like the They just come out during the halftime show and just like take over. And it's like, like the you Mighty know what? Ducks. I saw, I saw this coming. Yeah, I saw it. No Maroon Five. It's our show. <laughs> our show. Get out of here. Brady puts on a better show than any other halftime performance. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not that hard. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Prince did Rude a good show. Yeah, Please have some respect yeah, for yeah. Prince. Purple Rain in the Rain. Come on. Yeah, but I cried. Rude <laughs> it's gone downhill a little bit for a while. Yeah. So it's not... All right, moving on from Josh Gordon uh, to some more mediocrity. From the Except East. this time the Miami Dolphins. So who wants to read off this set of stats? So Miami Dolphins this season, they're at, they're seven and eight. Well, so as of but we we'll, at yeah, this we'll stat, go. Okay, so they were before this seven. before this week, they were seven and seven. The last thirty eight games, nineteen and nineteen. The last forty six, twenty three and twenty three. Last 84, 42 and 42, and the last 132 games, 66 and 66. See, the thing about stats like this, if if they just put up 
the last 38 games, 19 and 19, you could be like, okay, well, you can do that with any team. Pick uh, one pick stretch of games. Pick set of weeks. And, like, and then, like, maybe it'll be half and half. But if you can do that four times to up to 132 games, that's a problem. I mean, there's just, to me, there's something about the commitment to uh, just being average. That's, uh, <laughs> that's over know, eight seasons. I think that's that funny. level of consistency is impressive. Is, yeah. it more, <laughs> is it more impressive than the Patriots just winning the AFC East all the time? Because Honestly, look how consistent they are. Yeah, Which one's players? harder? <laughs> like it's Ooh. a dynasty. When you talk about the Patriots, like they have a dynasty. Every sport to an extent has had that. So, but you look at mediocrity, and it's like you have the opportunity to get drafted. Yes. Yeah. Like, how do you not get better? Here's here's the thing. Well, they play <laughs> at Buffalo next week, so they have a chance to finish eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I would I love. They, they haven't won the AFC East since 2008, and they've had two playoff appearances in that span. So they've had a couple seasons where they might have been slightly better than mediocre, but not yeah. too good, you know. Like, do you know why they won the division that year? Because because Tom Brady was hurt. Uh, no wait, no wait, no. That was no, eleven. That was eleven. No, no, no. Never yeah. mind. I take that back. Just got lucky. That who, was luck. Who was the quarterback then? Was Dan it Marino? Matt Moore? Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the year? Had to be Chad Henney. Maybe. <laughs> Was that the it, Chad Henney. Nice. Goat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hit him back. Was that the year Ryan Tannehill? Of the Wildcat? The backup was Chad Pennington. I think the Wildcat was Zach. They went 11 that. and 5. Was that 11? 2011? Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was, but. <laughs> it was Ronnie Brown. Oh, they had Ted Ginn. That's why, obviously. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, That's like all you need. Year. Speaking of Ted Ginn, we're moving on to one of his, what, former teammates? He's got, he's had quite a few of those former teammates. Yeah, he's had a lot. <laughs> one, one of his more Love you, Teddy. Around. Love you, Teddy. At least, I mean, like, at least this time he stayed in the division when he went to the Panthers. He yeah. went to the Saints. Eh, better, better team. team. Just better yeah. team. Oh, okay. yeah. Better quarterback. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Cam Newton has been benched for the remainder of the season. Um, so Ian Rappaport week. says that Although he doesn't have any structural damage to his throwing shoulder, he's been dealing with this injury for the second half of the season, and it's just to the point where, A, there's nothing left to play for. Yeah, they're out. They're out. And B, like, he's just too injured to play. <laughs> Not so injured that he'll need surgery, so he won't be doing surgery during the offseason, but he's sitting on the bench for the last game, uh, as he did last week. So it's it's good. I mean, give him a break. You it's could a, tell that he wasn't himself, dude. Oh yeah, it's all awesome. awesome. it's, 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 it's a good decision. It's really important. I mean, it's important with everybody, but it's really important with these franchise guys. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, when Cam Newton is playing well and he's healthy, he's very good. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, look at the beginning agree. of the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was running over. I mean, it's because it's kind of like the Derrick Rose situation, like yeah. the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they kept bringing oh, him back man. when he was like eighty-five percent, and then they were like, "Oh, why does he keep getting hurt?" Yeah, <laughs> because you're not letting him get a full recovery. Like, and I feel like that's what the Panthers have been doing with Cam Newton. Right. And, like, I I like Cam Newton. I'm a Cam Newton fan, so I like the fact that there's a reason behind why he hasn't been doing well this year. It's not just like, oh, Cam Newton sucks now. Whoops. Like, there's a legitimate reason. Yeah. And, I mean, Grant, so. he he does tend to have roller coaster mm-hmm. years. But this one has a pretty, this one's been yeah. pretty darn good excuse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next topic. Who wants, who wants to talk about this one? I got uh, If you want to do it, go ahead. Alright, well, something happened. Oh, this made my week. <laughs> something that should never happen. Cosmos <laughs> have uh, just imploded. There's, I feel like I would expect a meteor strike on Earth before this happened. Nathan Peterman was signed. Woo! You probably... 
a good choice of a team. I mean, I like, mean they're not going to expect much out of him. Yeah, let's let's put a dumpster <laughs> fire inside of a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. To the uh, Oakland Raiders, by it's, the way. It's, oh, it's, John. It's like a turducken of dumpster fires. <laughs> I just want to know like what their logic was behind this, like... Well, John like, Gruden's logic is, I got 10 years, let's just see how much <laughs> stuff I can do with him. <laughs> well, like, he said, I mean, Gruden said, he is sharp. He is in the channel. I'm going to have I to stop th- you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nathan Peterman is probably the dullest passer I've Ooh, ever seen. I mean, Ooh. yeah. But this is coming from like, the guy who said, I'm going to channel my offense through Amari Cooper, doesn't use him, and then trades him to the Yeah, <laughs> the and then like, yeah so continue. He's sharp. He is sharp. He is in the channel, I think, of success. He is going to be the real good pro quarterback, Gruden said of Peterman via the Bills' official website. I think any team in the league, you can cater to their offense for Peterman. He's a lot more athletic than people think, and he can handle an extensive amount of football. So the teams that are really ambitious with deep, thick playbooks, those are the teams that Peterman would fit within. But I hope he gets with the one of those. Or bleh, but I hope he gets with one of those guys that can really stretch him and challenge him. Was Gruden on drugs when he said that? Hey, Gruden, yeah, like Gruden wanted him since he was at Pitt. I'm telling you right now, you put you put Nathan Peterman on the New England Patriots, he still goes 0 and 16. That's what I was about to say. Is because like Gruden says, what you can cater your offense for Peterman. Anyone could can take really, him. Could you really like no. swap him in for Tom Brady and expect him to do that? Anyone gotta, could take. You're gonna have to learn how to throw more than a little. Five yards. Yeah, That's like, about all Peterman can do is little dump off passes. Only offense that you could win with Nathan Peterman is the I formation, because hopefully you're handing off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to prep. Well, it's not preface because I'm halfway through, but <laughs> I just want to say Nathan Peterman seems like a really cool guy. You know, I, I checked out his Twitter and everything like that. He seems like a really he cool seems guy. Awesome. Like I, I wouldn't mind sitting down and have a chat with him, and maybe if one day we get good at this. We could have him down for a chat. And He'll he never could, come on. He the could show. make the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week choice. <laughs> yeah, you'll get to read it off, man. <laughs> but you're not very good at the NFL. You were good at Pitt. I watched a few games and you were at Pitt and you did well, but that's Pitt. But college doesn't always transfer to the NFL. Yeah, maybe maybe we find something we like that we're good at, like waiting tables or we can start like a web series like <laughs> what is Nathan Peterman good at and you just take him around like all these different job interviews oh like, love you buddy oh, oh, poor man. guy speaking of Nathan yeah Peterman, that is the perfect segue <laughs> we have a couple of nominees for the Nathan Peterman player of the week Woo! who wants to read the first one I think I have to um okay so so we had a game, you know, that game where the Steelers played the Saints, and um, you know that that part in the game where we, <laughs> the Steelers needed to come back to win? Do you remember that part where we, for some reason, went for it on fourth down, and Roosevelt Knicks was completely <laughs> sold on getting the first down? Like, so what happened was... He was short by a mile. Yeah, he was short, <laughs> he was short by, like, two yards, and he's like, first down, and he, like, drops the ball like a mic drop, and everyone, like, the announcers are just like... Oh my gosh, he really thinks he did it. <laughs> I literally laughed for five minutes straight. I, so I laughed. I was laughing through the tears. Like, it was bad. I think because he's like never had the ball before in his life, he was finally happy that he got it. He was just like, well, he was a I Pro Bowl. So he was a Pro Bowl like fullback last year. Though. Yeah, but what do you have to do to be a Pro Bowl fullback? Yeah, like, be on the team. Like, yeah, there's only like eight fullbacks in the league anyway. Just whoever's running back is good. Just that. Yeah. The yeah. other, the other what? Who is the? Well, it's just the name, though. Yeah. Like, obviously. I but, like. 
in all honesty, it was probably the worst special teams play. No, I take that back. We have Chris yeah. Boswell. Um, <laughs> oh. It was bad. <laughs> I'll just say that. Hey, he made a few. I'd like yeah. to say this is the second week straight with a Steelers special teamer. On the Nathan Peterman. It's yeah. also the second episode. <laughs> I know. Good thing. Maybe we have one every week. Good thing you're coming yeah. for the Steelers special teams. Good things. Well, yeah. speaking uh, of special teams, our uh, second nominee is the Broncos special teams. The entire special The entirety <laughs> of the special teams. This doesn't make any sense how this happened. On that Dwayne Harris 99-yard kick return, um, they tried to down it, and, like, they failed and then Dwayne Harris just took, picked there it up were, and took it. There were like three or four people that dove on, on the it. ball at the one yard. Yeah. Like they had him pinned at the one, and somehow it slides out, and the only person like within five yards of the ball is a Raiders player. Picks and, it up and I mean, just Dwayne Harris down is the field. an absolute gazelle. Oh yeah, no, I mean, he he did that for the you Giants. A lot a lot of, other of all the people that let it like. Land right in front of. Not the guy you want to land in front of. <laughs> and, and I mean, if you look, the Broncos players kind of slowed down. Like, oh yeah, they, they downed it. And then they picked it up and ran it. And I was like, ah, oh, man, that was one heck of a punt. This is going to be easy. Oh, cra- oh, you got, oh, you didn't, oh, you oh. got. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, no, he's gone. Hey, what, did we, the what did we do? <laughs> Why are we Do still I on the sideline? We found ourselves <laughs> on the NPPOTW. That's really hard to say. That is very uh, so I'll go ahead and take this one. So I know this is it's really easy in the NFL to uh, get on the refs. But my goodness, this year has just not been good for them. It's been the worst year since we didn't have refs back in the like, <laughs> yeah. fail Mary play. I think Des didn't catch it. Oh. <laughs> I think roughing the passer has been slightly better, a little better. And granted, they have new rules in place yeah. that they have to like work on, and that's that's why during the preseason they were calling them all over the place because they were practicing it. But then it carried over into the regular season where they like, continue so, to keep calling it. Yeah. So, to give you some specifics, during that Saints Steelers game. I believe it was on the second drive, maybe third of the game. It was early. For it sure. was very early, so maybe not a huge game changer, but it put the Saints on the one yard line, and, and then they scored. Scoring. Yeah. So, so it was a game changer, considering we lost by what a field goal. Yes. Four. Yeah. It was it was a deep ball from Drew Brees that was just a desperation heave to the end zone. The play kind of got blown up. He was scrambling around, and he throws to the end zone where Joe Hayden is there with. His hand stuck out, just barely on the back. I can't even remember which receiver it was because like Thomas. Was it Thomas? I think it was. Well, he's got his hand just just barely on his back. His arms extended, and then he jumps for the ball, and then a flag is thrown for a pass interference. Which <laughs> you could make a case for that being pass interference because his arm is out and he kind of like. Yeah, he, he I mean, I think him. if your arm is extended at any point, I think they just have to. That, go. Yeah, that's I I can understand that, but there was no contact made. Oh, no. The look on Hayden's face, like, because obviously, like, every time there's a flag thrown, the person it's thrown on is like, oh no, I didn't do it. I know it's super but obvious. He sometimes. was pissed. Oh yeah, at that call. <laughs> yeah, he was very upset. Livid. Livid, indeed. And also this week there was a roughing the passer. Called on Jadavian Clowney for hitting Nick Foles. The great Saint Nick. The Foles. great Saint Nicholas Folesis. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what that last part was, but where he just comes in and pushes him over 
and he had just thrown the ball. Like yeah. I, I watched it a few times. He, it wasn't a late hit by any means. He nope. didn't fall on top of him. Nope. He didn't push him down. He just runs into him, knocks him over as someone attacking the quarterback is supposed to do, and he gets flagged, which was very late in the game and probably quite possibly today. altered. The, yeah. the ending of the game. Top of all his quarterback skills, Nick Foles, great actor as well. <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling that like it's going to be a bad play in the playoffs. That's going to decide a game like that, roughing the playoffs. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, it's yeah, going to be gonna, bad for whoever's yeah. team it's again. I, mean, I feel like every game I've watched recently, I can look at a call and say, that was important for the outcome of the game. Yeah. So, I real quick, before we make any picks, I kind of want to make some honorable mentions. Do we have one more pick, though? I'll say. We oh, have we a... A bonus. Oh, bonus, we're bonus, going for bonus, four bonus, today. Bonus. Fourth candidate for the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week. He's not a player, but he is a coach. Oh. Uh, this fourth pick is going to be for John Gruden for actually <laughs> signing Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Props. Uh, and whatever else he's doing. And um, winning this game. I get it's the last game in Oakland, but... Yeah, what are you winning for, man? Respect the tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a tank kind of guy. I, I, I think get it was it. just Nathan Peterman's leadership that just helped him win that game. That's the whole reason they won. Even though he's on the sideline. I mean, he, he was the so, one with the headset on, you know. And yeah. Making the calls. So, maybe, uh, maybe be a coach in the future. So I had something in my head, but then then you said something and I lost it. I, I didn't write it down. So uh, let's... Uh, let's vote. Let's vote. I vote for the Broncos special teams because that was just a flub of a play. and I mean, it was a phenomenal return, but still. I mean, I love to laugh. I love it. And when I see someone getting up and celebrating a failed fourth <laughs> yeah. down play, it's it's hard to not throw my pick. Especially when it's like against a team you don't like. Oh yeah, division. that just makes no you offense, better. Matt, but I hate the Steelers oh, since I birth, and yeah, I wasn't no, even a Browns fan since birth. I grew up hating Steelers. <laughs> no, I got. I gotta say, I I agree with that. Uh, it it made me laugh and cry, but yeah, it was so <laughs> just out there. Like he wasn't even close to getting the first down. So I gotta throw mine to Roosevelt Knicks as well. Uh, as absolutely insane, I think John Gruden is for signing I guess we'll stick to the players, and I'm gonna also have to give it to Roosevelt Knicks. That was. One of the dumbest things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also giving it to Nix. Wow. wow. for Nix. Congratulations, Roosevelt Nix. You're, You're the worst. <laughs> Don't ever get the ball again on crucial situations. I love how, roll past the first. No, I love how a 99-yard flub is not doesn't even hold a candle no. to like a fourth. As soon as you look like a foolish human being, I'm always going to vote yeah. for you. <laughs> Well, the bad thing is, like, he got tackled forward, and even in his role, he didn't get the first <laughs> down. So, like, like, I don't know how he could have possibly yeah, thought that so he got bad. The first. Maybe, who knows, who knows. You're just happy to get the ball, I guess. Yeah. Just wanted to show everyone what he could do. That's why he's a fullback. Yeah. All right, so moving on to our discussion topic section. This we've got to get heated. Yeah, we've got a couple topics this week. Uh, number one, who deserves the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year Awards. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the offensive pick. I think we should go start with the defensive yeah, pick. Because we're all yeah, you're right, you're right. We all have our defensive pick. I'll just speak for everybody. Darius Leonard. Yeah. If he does yeah. not win, it's fire rude. everyone. That <laughs> <laughs> pitch and we're going to pick for them. And I mean, like, when you look, not only is he leading in tackles, but he's leading by 20. Angel or is it rookie. 19? 
it's, it's, it's not. It's too many for a it's, rookie. It's basically an entire game's worth, and he's played one less game than everyone else. Ooh, he he's has, played 15 out of the 16. Yeah. I mean, this man is just eating or people. <laughs> he also has ridiculous. four forced fumbles and seven sacks. It's nutty. So, that's, it's just not pick. even close. Got that pick, though. He might even win defensive player of the year. Ah, be hard with Aaron Donald. Yeah. As Aaron it Donald. depends on Khalil how well Mack. Aaron Donald's yeah. last game is, I think. If they Plus Khalil yeah. Mack, I mean, you gotta... Yeah, that's fair. He'll be but top five, but I don't think... He, I think, yeah. I think he, rough, he'll you know. finish in the, the run. Fact, I mean, the fact that he got snuffed from the Pro Bowl was absolutely yeah. ridiculous, though. Yeah. He'll yeah. yeah. linebacker. The Cowboys linebacker, that rookie, Van... Mm-hmm. Did Vander Esch make it? I think he did. Give me a break. I think it's because the Cowboys are... I was surprised when Denzel Ward made it. I'll take it, but I was surprised... I mean, I he's mean, a second-round pick. I, I was mean, surprised that Leonard Giants had three round people. Oh, <laughs> second-round pick. Leonard, like, I've never even heard of that guy until, like... Neither did I. Yeah. I, I came from a random college that, like, I don't... <laughs> now we're going to search for it. Was it, like, so is this South, South Carolina, Carolina State? State Bulldogs? I was right! <laughs> not bad. Wait, it's not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you come out of a no-name school like that, I always, like, instantly have more respect for you as a player. Because you, you clawed your way to the top, and it's always... Way more fun to see those Colts people. defense look good, which they haven't had a great defense in. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Also, I, had, defense. I don't. And you covered that game, and I didn't hear the Malik Hooker ceiling interception. But we'll just we'll just let that slide. It's fine. I mean, you fine. know, there's no reason to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mentioned the interception. I just didn't say who did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's always high state person with a big play. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So who wants to who wants to start with their offensive rookie? Oh, uh, I can start. For I mean, offensive rookie of the year, I pick Saquon Barkley. Obviously, he's insane. He's gone off this year. Like he's done better than I. I mean, honestly, I was not a huge Saquon fan coming into the NFL. But like, he doesn't have an offensive line, and yet he's third in you know rushing yards and what was it? Fifth in TDs, rushing TDs. Is he second rushing yards? <clears throat> third, not third. Third. Oh, Todd Gurley. He's got eleven ninety eight. He's got eleven ninety eight. So he could be second if. Yeah, if Todd Gurley, he's not playing. He's week. probably not playing. I don't know how far away their yards yeah. are. And I mean, but... he's not going to catch Zeke, but still, second place is going to be a nice, nice spot for a rookie. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, Big Ten. And like, I, I like what you said about the fact that he doesn't have an offensive line oh, yeah. makes it even more impressive that he's like, you know, like not broken yet. Fifty-three, fifty-three rushing yards to surpass. Isn't that yeah. what he got this week? He got about uh, 40, roughly forty-seven. Who do they play? Oh, they play the Cowboys. Forty-three. So. That'll be uh, tough. Uh, That'll be tough. Yeah. It could happen though. I mean, I also got to throw mine in for Saquon because, like I said, the fact that he's doing this without an offensive line, he's fifth in the league in uh, rushing touchdowns. He's got ten of them. Third in yards. I mean, the guy's killing it. And he's not just killing it for a rookie. He's just killing it. Yards has eighty-seven receptions. Yeah, pretty good for a running back. That's not. Eh, a, lot of, a lot of check downs for Eli. Not a lot of time in the back. <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that he's catching them. He's not bobbling them. He's not dropping them. He's even even though they're like you know minimal gain, he's still catching, mm-hmm. which is a good thing to have for you know when Eli decides to not check it down. Yeah, I mean, I think we know. Obviously, I'm also on the Saquon part. <laughs> obviously, he's <laughs> an absolute monster. I mean, this guy is right now. He's just looking like he's been. He's been like this for five years. Like, I mean, he's looking like a true professional as a rookie. Does that mean? I get, I get other, other candidates, but I don't. So, <laughs> honorable mention to Philip Lindsay and Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. Been, they've they been did good. Well. And 
I like Barkley too, but I gotta go with Baker Mayfield. Mm. And I'm gonna tell you why. For years to come, or from years before, being a quarterback for Cleveland has been horrible, no matter who you are. Death sentence. And like, right now, Baker is lighting it up. His stats are pretty similar to Tom Brady's right now. And he has less to work with, I think, so like... So are you comparing Baker Mayfield to Tom Brady uh, right now? Is that what you're doing, Dan? But Baker threw it for 3,344 <laughs> he yards. Just, he yeah, just I'm totally trying to ignore that part. the question. Yep. He has 24 touchdowns, 11 picks. And they have a 500 record as of right now. A lot of interceptions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, like, but he's completely turned that franchise around. How many fumbles I'm, does Saquon Barkley have? Just saying. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Probably not. So, if you had asked me a few weeks ago who the rookie of the year was, I I absolutely would have been on the Barkley train with you guys. However, as as of now, I am all aboard the Mayfield train. So, and listen, you can't even use I, my bias. I'm into, I'm, you can't I'm even mentally. you can't even use my bias as an Ohio State fan against me because both of them have shredded me before. So Barkley did it a few times. Yeah. He did though. Even though even though we won those games, Barkley did it a few times. So here's here is my argument. One, I don't think Saquon has had as big an impact on his team as Baker has. I think Saquon's come in and changed the running game. And obviously, as a running back, I, I'm not going to blame him for losses. And he's got some dark games, too. Like, they haven't. Honestly, but there's a lot games. of games that we don't win if, if Jonathan yeah, no. Stewart's still back. No, yeah, I, I, how, how long has it been since you guys have had a reliable running back? But think about, I mean, the last, the last time that we had a reliable running game was probably... 2011, 2012, yeah. when we won the that, Super Bowl. I mean, and that was still two people. That was Brandon yeah. Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw that it took to get that consistent. Yeah. But here's, the, here's my thing. Before that, it was Tiki Barber. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, have you had anyone since him? Yeah, like, like, we've never had a dominant running back like that. Here, here's my thing. After, after watching years of Browns play and watching the game this week, and like, I, I don't think it's just Baker that's changing this, but... The culture around the Browns has completely done a 180. I also I also think that Jarvis Landry has had a huge hand in that. I put that a lot on Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's coming and juiced the entire Juice. team. But Baker Mayfield, he's come in and granted, I don't like that he talks so much. So much. I don't like how he's kind of. <sighs> I don't. I don't want to say it. Just say it. Cocky. I don't want to. I don't like that he's Johnny Football Light. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but at least he can back it. Every, every yeah, everything he brings to the table for this team, he's. I mean, they're they're breaking even. Yeah. My question is, how many games are the Browns running without Baker? They did. They did not they look didn't good win at a game all with but they also had Taylor. Hugh Jackson, and you see that, how no, that's Hugh fair. Jackson effect has gone but over to Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah. Here's Baker's here's a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. I don't want to defend the eleven Uh-oh. interceptions. I don't want to defend the eleven interceptions, but I will say. I think Baker Mayfield is very much a Brett Favre-esque quarterback. Give him time. He's going to ask. No, listen, let me finish my sentence. I want to I go back to Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Tyrod oh, yeah. Taylor. I would oh, agree yeah. with that. Oh, I, yeah. would, I would disagree because the entire uh, Browns system like that they ran screwed Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's got a ring. 
That's because of the great Joe Flacco for that ring for Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I, the only thing I have to but say is if Tyrod Taylor was better than Baker Mayfield, why wouldn't they have put him back in since you left? They saw how terrible. Taylor well, I mean, sometimes was. you have to go with a hot hand. I mean, that's. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, back back in the day, nobody thought that. Colin Kaepernick was going to be better than Alex Smith at that point, but you know he was the hot hand. So yeah. Jim Harbaugh never put Alex Smith back in. I guess he that's why Tony Romo's at the uh, analyst desk now too. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure he could have had a couple years. And I, w- yeah. I would make the argument that the Browns were gearing toward putting Baker Mayfield in anyway. Well, that's he was the number one overall pick. Exactly. So do you think Tyrod, Tyrod like is gone next season? And I, think Tyrod, yeah. I think Tyrod. I think Tyrod's Tyrod Listen, Tyrod was there to change the Browns system. Because they're very similar players in that they're mobile, but not crazy mobile. Well, Tyrod's crazy mobile. Tyrod's, <laughs> Tyrod's more mobile than Mayfield, I'll, I'll I kind granted. of forget he's even a quarterback because no he one runs. talks about him anymore. But, too, but. And then they both have decent arms. I think May- I honestly think Mayfield's more accurate with his throws. Yeah, I, I, I think Mayfield's more accurate, but I think Tyrod has a better arm. I mean, Tyrod, Tyrod has an absolute rock. I'll accept that. I will absolutely accept that. Like, what I'd like to see is Tyrod to the Jags. Ooh. I could see that. I think that'd be a good fit, Taylor, actually. Yeah. I could see that. Flacco to the Broncos. Yeah, they traded for Carlos Hyde. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> I think Flacco to the Broncos would Flacco's be a good done. pickup Flacco's for them. not done yet. No. <laughs> to the just, Broncos, you can manage the game. You can rely on that. Anyway, my There's pick is Baker Mayfield for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I respect your Slide pick, even though it's wrong. Yeah, I, like, I but, respect it, but he's just middle of the pack as far as... Quarterback. I think he's clear cut number two, okay. if nothing else. Okay, no, 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 no. hold on. Just like I'm saying, Here. I'm saying quarterbacks in general. So like when I look at Saquon Barkley, like you look at his numbers, he is second I of all running backs. You okay. look at Baker Mayfield, and even considering he hasn't started, but you look at like his completion percentage, his number of interceptions. He's middle of the pack in his category. Yeah, what Matt said is like when you when you look at NFL players right now and you say like who who are the good running backs in the NFL? Saquon Barkley is definitely going to come up. Okay, you might get through a few people before you're like, oh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, look. <laughs> but <laughs> then you got to think about it. it's it's a quarterback league. Yeah, right? and voters tend and, to vote toward quarterbacks. And I'm not yeah, I'm not basing I'm not basing my pick off of it's a quarterback league. Yeah. That's why Baker's going to win. Because I mean, look at a few years ago. When Ezekiel Elliott was an MVP oh candidate and he didn't win Rookie of the Year, yeah, yeah, I think because that's crazy. Dak Prescott has, has did. Baker had a bad game though. I texted you through three picks, but he also threw for like three hundred, four hundred yeah, yards, he, quote unquote. And Barkley's had some like games where it's like, like forty rushing yards. But also, we have to bring that back to the Giants. and they don't sometimes. Reason I mean, like right if you watch right. a lot of Saquon's runs, I mean he's it's breaking three or four tackles. But then again. You know, I've defended this before because other people have said this. But since other people have said it, I'll bring this up. Who is who is Baker throwing to? He's got David and Joku. Which Jarvis Landry. Landry. He's, Landry. Joku Landry. and Landry. Landry has done a lot, it, a lot. What's his name? His name is Antonio Callaway. 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 Right. Everyone's proved himself listen, this year. Listen, that's exactly what I've been saying this whole time. And everyone's like, but who's he throwing to? It's I like, mean, who's Saquon Callaway? Duke Johnson. <laughs> He's also got Odell. Sterling Shepard. You got <laughs> like how many of these wide receivers would make it with other teams though? Like Rashawn yeah, exactly. Hayes, like, like they're you got Duke Johnson. Perriman well. couldn't play with the Ravens. Like he was terrible, and now he's yeah, exactly. Somewhat. So in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, Plus, he's got two 
Three. I'll say outstanding receivers. Three. You got Landry. Uh, Duke Johnson. He's, he's not even a receiving, he's a running he's back. receiving back. But he they use him in the passing game. I wouldn't count him. They like use him. Really. He's a change of pace back, and they throw it over. They have Joku and Landry, and Landry hasn't been like super impressive. Leadership he, he leads, he He's he's been leading the team, and he leads the team in receiving yards. Yeah. Secondly, he's got a pretty good offensive line. His offensive line that has gives done him time much in the better. pocket. I think that's too. more. He's got way more to work with than Saquon does. Like I will I think, concede that he's definitely a candidate. He's a candidate. I don't. I don't want to say. It's. I mean, me choosing Baker in the first place is kind of biasy. But my thing is when you're when you have a team that has had a culture, a nature, just unending horrible quarterbacks. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser last year. Horrible quarterbacks <laughs> for years, and you finally have someone. It's hard. It's hard to look past that. Whereas the Giants have had had history of being winning teams. The sad constantly, thing, except for like the past three years, three four yeah, years. The yeah. sad thing. You have Super Bowls, is man. <laughs> we all. <laughs> They're pretty nice. <laughs> the sad thing is, I don't feel playoff. Sitting here, we all know the. We all know what's going to be the result. Baker Mayfield's going to win it because it is a quarterback league. Maybe. I don't see. I don't think it's that clear cut. I, I think, say, I don't see, I think we I see don't, how he does against the Ravens. I think defense. it's definitely less clear cut than the defensive rookie of the year. Oh yeah, no. But the fact Which of the matter is, is I think Leonard and Derwin James. Just on, like going. Honestly, in my mind, it's these two, and then everyone and then everyone else. else. And I'm not saying that like everyone else is going to have a horrible career and they're not doing well. Sam Darnold's doing good. Yeah, Sam Darnold's picked it up. Philip Lindsay is an undrafted rookie. Philip Lindsay, it's, okay. it sucks for Philip Lindsay because Denver is just not. No, it's a team that nobody wants to watch. You know, at yeah. least the Giants are in a big market. You know, they may not exactly. win games, but at least people watch those games. Nobody's like, can't wait to watch that Broncos game, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, yeah like, I have a question. They don't even have Peyton Manning anymore. Yeah, who sheriff. would you put as the third? Like in the race, would you put Lindsay or Chubb? Probably Lindsay. 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 Lindsay's been playing because more he's games. Undrafted. He uh, drafted his story. So, so that's the next question I was going to ask. When they vote, do they vote more based on just the stats, or do they consider like the culture of the locker room? Do they consider they the undrafted think, like storyline? That's something I'd I like to know. Like, kinda, I think the MVP is a lot about the record of your team too, but I think we're of the year is kind of like. It's I mean, Cam Newton handle. had that one last year, and he won. It's the same um, poll, or the people that are voting for it. It's the same 50 people that vote for the MVP, I believe, because it's they the AP, like, AP MVP, it, it's Associated Press, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be the same people voting for the MVP that votes for the Rookie of the Year. And I think they're going to give it to Baker, in my opinion, because he's the quarterback, because of what he, like, how much they won and to me that's sad because Saquon has had a better season and for me coming into the season I was not high on Saquon Barkley um because I was an Ohio State fan I was like oh my gosh he's way overrated blah 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 but like he's kind of he's kind of proven to me he's done work he's proven to me that he is who he says he is all right so I just looked it up and we'll say since you know what we'll just go to 2006 because that's easier for numbers for me the last running back to win an MVP was in 2012 and it was Adrian Peterson when he was like 8 yards short of 
the record. Dickerson's record. Yeah. yeah. Before that, it was 2006. Ladanian Tomlinson. When he broke 28 touchdowns. touchdowns. So, like, basically, you have to have just the most insane running back season of so, all. For an MVP. Are you, are you ready for this? Oops. I clicked. Yeah, this is MVP. I mean, last but year. Well, yeah, no. It's, it's obviously different, but it's the same. Because Alvin Kamara won rookie of the year last year, right? Yes. And he also was insane, insane, though. Honestly, uh, Saquon probably better than all three of those guys. So Listen, uh, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't proved well, we to me that he's better than Kareem Hunt. No or actually, no, it was it was a, it's a joke. It was a tie, wasn't it, between Kareem Hunt and uh, Kamara? No, no, Kamara. Was. It was a tie between Prescott and no, because it was tied between Prescott and Zeke. I know it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because the just, Saints had the Saints had the rookie of the year on offense and defense. Yeah, Marshawn. Marshawn Lattimore. I'm gonna look this Lattimore. up, but I want to point this out first. So, 2007, Brady. Eight, Manning. Nine, Peyton. Sorry, Troy. <laughs> 2009, Peyton Manning. 2010, Tom Brady. 2012. Oh wait, sorry. 2011, Aaron Rodgers. 2013, Peyton Manning. 2014, Aaron Rodgers. And then we got Newton, Ryan, and then back to Brady. <laughs> What in the world? Andrew Breach this year. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Like, how is Eli not in one of those picks? <laughs> how is Drew Brees not in one of those picks? Come on. That's true. I'd put him in there before Eli. I think it's, it's just alternate now, Eli and Drew Can Brees we just all year. agree that Andrew Locke deserves comeback player of the year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's Absolutely. no one else yeah. even really close. Yeah. I mean, dude was in Europe and couldn't even think about throwing a football like no, eight months ago. Leading an yeah. average, below average coach team to almost the playoffs. Maybe the playoffs, yeah. I just looked it up like a like a good little boy does. And I found Offensive Rookie of the Year winners from 1969 to present. And 20... Oh, shoot, I went too far. 2017, oh. Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Oh, co-winners. Yeah. One of them still in the NFL. Ooh. <laughs> So, I was right. Yeah, no, I mean, right. sorry, guys. Right. Sorry. It happens sometimes. Ooh. What well, interesting. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, this, I think this, I think. Yeah, what was that on the onion? No. <laughs> it's, there are different different selections. We're talking about AP. This was something else. So, I wasn't crazy when okay. I said it. Okay. I did, I did find it somewhere, but I'm pretty sure AP was Chimera. You need to do Associated Press because that was... Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, that's the one that's... that's the, I know that, but I'm just saying I wasn't crazy. Okay. Well, maybe. It, it was somewhere. It was somewhere. All right, so moving on from this uh, fun little offensive and defensive rookie of the year talks, um, we're going to take a look at the... Uh, kind of talking over which game we think is going to be the most interesting this week. We think it's going to be the... Colts versus the Titans because there's a lot on the line here. One of these two teams will win and go to the playoffs. Um, so which team do we think it's going to be? It's at Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? I'm picking the Colts over the Titans 24-17. I think it's a good score. Because I think the Colts are a better team. And without Mariota, you know, I'm going to rely a lot on that run game. I, it's going to make it hard on the Titans to not have a have their quarterback, who most of the time is half of their running game. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But the Titans are... On a four-game win streak, the Colts are on a three-game win streak. So they're both hot as of the moment. I just think, I think it's the better be quarterbacks want to take over the game. Like, Let me tell you why this game is going to go the way it's going to go. Oh, right. Oh, boy. Do Andrew Austin Love <laughs> is a monster. <laughs> he is going to slice up the Titans' defense. Don't have a chance. The Colts probably win by two scores. Ooh. Ooh. So what's the final score of that game? If you say by two scores. 
You know what? I'm going to go 24-10. Oh. All right. All right. Uh, Another fun little stat. The Colts, uh, well, I should say Andrew Luck, has beaten the Titans 10 times in a row. Uh, The only other quarterback to ever do that to a team is Elway, John Elway. If if he's done it 10 times in a row, why why stop now? Uh, I'm going to say Andrew Luck over the Titans. Just Andrew Luck. Not the Colts over the Titans. Just Andrew Luck. Uh, I'm going to say, why not? We're going to go... 36 Ooh. to 14. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, I think this is more of an even matchup than you guys think. The only place where I think the Titans are really outmatched are quarterback, obviously. Andrew Luck is incredible. Pretty and, big position. Yeah, and a, a very important one. And I think, so the, I think the Titans have a good defense. But they don't have the big names that the Colts do right now with Darius Leonard, who is just tearing it up. But then you don't really have very many other big names on that defense that you can think of off the top of your head. Go. Oh, shoot. And after that, Jarrell Casey, no, wait, the Pro Bowler. Hooker's, Hooker's been yeah, all right. I mean, the Pro Bowler for Tennessee, they're like they're great linemen. I think he's injured, so he's not playing Taylor this week. Taylor hurts him a lot. Yeah. So well, it does hurt him a lot. But these are these Taylor Lewan is the best lineman in the league. I'll say that. That's these are, a little these are, biased. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I still think it's true. <laughs> these are both good defensive teams going up against each other. Obviously, outmatched the quarterback, which is why I think the Colts will win. But both of their running games have been blowing up lately. Marlon Mack has had back-to-back really good games. Derrick Henry has a beast. Just shown up on the NFL field. I don't know how or what lit a fire under him, but it's worked. So I think this will be a good game. I honestly honestly think that the Titans are going to outrun the Colts because when you have Andrew Luck, you're not going to hand it off as much. And when you have Blaine Gabbert you hand it off yeah. as, as your quarterback, you, you want to <laughs> hand it off to your giant running back. So I think it'll, I think it'll be close. I was going to say 24-17, but I feel like it's a cop-out if I choose the same score as Darren. So you know what? I'll just seventeen twenty four. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll still say it's gonna be a two score, but it's gonna be a late score, twenty to ten. Here's the thing. I like that we all gave Vinny a field goal in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to get one. Here's the thing. The uh, Titans are 29th in overall passing offense, and yeah, with Blaine Gabbert, who is. Eh. Blaine oh, Gabbert. Yes. <laughs> I don't think the um, Titans are going to have a passing game whatsoever. He's probably going to finish with like 150 yards, maybe. That's what I think. If the Colts can stop the run, can stop Derrick Henry, then the Titans don't have an offense. Yeah. I think Indy wins big. I think they win 31 31- uh, 31-10. Oh, wow. Also, I think that Yikes. if the Titans have a chance of winning, they have to keep it close because as soon as the Colts blow it out, mm-hmm. then they're not yeah, start throwing I mean, the ball. And The last thing you want to do is let Andrew Luck get comfortable. Yeah, and let's see how good that Titans defense is because that's going to be the deciding factor in this game. Exactly. So, uh, welcome to the playoff, Colts. You made yep, it. Yep, you did. Just like, yep, that was yep. nice. That was a really good win by the Colts. <laughs> Playing against possibly the Texans. But they could also go to the number three seed if the Texans lose this week. Ooh. Whoever wins. Interesting. Also, the Ravens also have a chance at a bye. I'm real quick. Saying. Real quick. We won't do predictions or anything. I just want to say this. So, if the Eagles win, 
Vikings have to lose. And the Vikings lose to the Bears, which is very likely. Very and, well, very possible. I won't say likely. Do you think it's Do you think it's going to happen? Do you think the Eagles are in the playoffs? Make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Just give it to them. You think Just, you, so? You think? Yeah. We want to. We want to well, see Nick Foles over Kirk Cousins anyway. So the Vikings. Oh, I know that's fair. Yes. So that's fair. <laughs> the Vikings have to win. They have to win. No, that no. The they Vikings lose. have to lose. The Vikings have to lose. The Bears yeah, have yeah. to beat the Vikings. See, if you would have said this four weeks ago when they had a different offensive coordinator, I would have said the Vikings are obviously going to lose. Mm. But now that Bears defense is good. The Bears defense is still gonna be, real it's good. It's going to be a fun game. It'll I be think close. It'll be, it'll be close. I don't think it's like recently games for the Bears have not been high scoring. It's no. been, yeah. it's been yeah, very good right. defense and, and the maybe we can outscore. Vikings have a good defense too. I'll yeah, still say the Eagles make it. Thing. I love an underdog story, so yeah, that's what I'll say. You think they'll bring back the masks? Ooh, Wait, I hope so. I mean, I they're so. not they're not going to advance that far in the playoffs, but that's my Ooh. opinion. Ooh. I don't, I don't, I don't think the Eagles get in the playoff. Just who they give Nick Foles the chip. Oh, <laughs> what about <laughs> if they lead them to another Super Bowl? He should start over Carson Wentz, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. Carson Wentz is two Super Bowls in a row. They weren't even like in the playoff hunt when Carson Wentz went down. Like they were still kind of. You can't do it. All right, moving Foles. on. <laughs> we can talk about that next week. Different, when they make it to different, the not different sport, but like different level of sport here. But uh, the better version. Uh, college oh, wow, football okay. is uh, the bowl games have been happening, but not like the super important bowl games, like the Dollar General Bowl, like all those bowl games that no one cares about. But next one week, got canceled. Yeah, one of them got canceled oh. because of lightning. So rip oh. honestly, if, you're, if your bowl game uh, gets canceled by lightning, obviously you know your game wasn't. It that didn't important. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the bigger bowl games around New Year's. So uh, first, we're going to talk about we're just going to talk about our predictions. Who we think is going to win the game? Michigan and Florida. So this is number seven Michigan versus number ten Florida. We'll go ahead and throw the rankings out. I'll go ahead and field this one. No, I don't think I want you to answer. <laughs> I'll answer on his behalf. <laughs> Troy and I say Michigan. Clearly, Ooh. the Michigan Wolverines are going to go in there and stomp Florida. Stop. Honestly, stop. I know what you're saying. Oh, seven and ten. Like, oh, that's close. But yeah, you know, I don't care if you're third in the SEC. Who cares? Or whatever they're playing. I don't know. <laughs> also, <laughs> that's how little I care about Florida. You haven't been decent since Tim Tebow was there. Ooh, you were the man. I'm He's sorry. right, though. Also, I'm picking Michigan because I think Florida's super overrated, just like the SEC. And I think Michigan's defense has something to prove. And they're pretty much going to shut down that lousy Florida. Michigan's oh, defense got. I'll admit it. I hate to admit it. They got slaughtered. They got diced. They're going to be looking State, for. Uh, they were still the number one ranked defense. That defense. I just don't think special. Florida's going to win it. What bowl game is that? What's it even? Is it like the Peach Bowl? The Peach Bowl. The Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Ooh, Chick-fil-A. man, they're going real southern on that. One. <laughs> Georgia. Oh, Donner, that's, Georgia. Let's, let's go ahead and skip to. So Wait, are you guys? We didn't predict. Oh. I mean, it's Michigan. Florida's garbage. Their I offense mean, is terrible. They have a good defense. But I think Michigan's offense is better. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a really good wide receiver. Shea Patterson's the best quarterback they've had in a while. In the Big Ten. No. (laughs) (laughs) And Karan Higdon is a good running back in his own right. Best one in the Big Ten as well. No. (laughs) Why would you say something (laughs) so controversial? Yes, so so brave. brave. (laughs) I don't know. For me, like... I looked at the stats, and both teams, like, statistically are very even. Um, but I'm going to have to give the nod to U of M. I'm not saying that word. But I have well, to give the nod to U of M. Well, they're, they're, they're close because the other team, you know, gets to play Tennessee and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt, yeah. Man, the SEC is overrated. Moving on. 
Uh, so we're going to go ahead and skip to Washington versus the Ohio State University. That is number <laughs> number six, Ohio Ooh. State versus number nine, Washington, which is it's pretty funny. Oh, number nine, that's impressive. Well, Michigan's number seven playing number ten. We're number six playing number nine, even though I'd probably nice. pick Florida over Washington. <laughs> Washington's a little overrated in my opinion. They haven't done really – much they have a good year. secondary. Now, are you what saying that as Ohio State? Fan? I'm, no, I'm like, saying that as a. It is Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Do you think Jake Browning's overrated as a quarterback? Because he I was think highly touted when they went to the playoffs like three years ago, and now we. And then he got like smashed by Bama. Yeah. Okay, so Everyone here's my thing. I, Washington has a good secondary, but after I watch a football game in which you're playing your conference championship. And no one scores the entire game, and it's just a sloppy, boring mess of a game. Defensive battle. Did they play? You win. You win on a interception for a Utah? touchdown that bounces off of Utah's wide receiver's foot, and that's the the score that wins the game. I just, I think Washington's kind of a mess right now. I think the Pac-12 is is very overrated, and they're not even rated that high. So I think this is a, is gonna be. I won't say an easy win for Ohio State because we like to play down to our competition a lot of times. Purdue. And so, <laughs> I, very below. I, but <laughs> but Ohio State's coming in. They've got they've got their coaches. It's his last game. They're gonna go out on a hot note. It could be the quarterback's last game there. We don't really know yet. But and we're gonna Whatever send off there. a lot of our wide receivers with a good day because we've got talent at the wide receiver position right now. And I I just don't see this game being if if we play to our potential, this game won't be close. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, statistically, Ohio State outplays um, uh, yeah, University of Washington a lot. Um, it just genuinely depends on which Ohio State team shows up. Are you going to play down or are you going to come out, you know, balling? This game could be massive score, like 51 point. I, I feel like Ohio State could put up 51 or they could, you know, it could be a close game. You never know. But I, I definitely pick Ohio State for this game. I could be saying this as a super fan, but I think we could put 60 on any team except for Alabama. <laughs> I think we could, too. It just depends on which team shows up. Dwayne Haskins is that good. We have phenomenal receivers. I mean... I can't wait till your pick, Troy. Yeah. I can't wait. I uh, also believe Ohio State is going to win, and I would like to see them blow out Washington because I think Washington's trash. No offense, Washington, but the Pac-12 is terrible. But for some reason, it's going probably going to be a close game. So, but I definitely have Ohio State winning. Dwayne Haskins is going to have a great game because he should have probably got Heisman. Move on. I think that uh, I think Jake Browning and the Huskies Are you really? take a short flight <laughs> down to Pasadena. <laughs> they get into that Rose Bowl. And they slip one by the Ohio State Buckeyes. Listen. listen. I don't care. <laughs> that, uh, that cannot. That cannot be real. I'm just waiting for that, that mascot doll, like helmet. I was waiting for the M painted on your chest. Yeah, All right for you, Troy. Scream into the microphone and rip the shirt off. I feel like it's Look at the sound of, bar. There's some kind of like WWE moment going on right there. I got scared. I thought I thought he's not really gonna do it. He's not gonna. Oh, he did it. I thought he was gonna. I mean, we picked Michigan, but apparently he. Yeah, apparently we can we can put aside our differences for our. Rationally thought out picks. You know what? I rationally thought about it and I rationally thought that Jake Browning was going to throw all over. <laughs> oh me. my god! Okay, our secondary is garbage. We get it. We're not yeah, that he's, bad. He's 
Jake Browning's gonna put three hundred on Damon Arnett himself. Hold on. Oh, okay. Wait, Listen. hold on. Is Jake Browning any quarterback Shea Patterson? Can do that. Not a chance. Because we shut down Shea Patterson. That was one game. Yeah. Shut <laughs> down Jake Browning. Well, I can't. I can't believe you do that. It was a marauder. That's petty. <laughs> That's petty. <laughs> <laughs> the, funniest, the funniest part about this is in my notes I have Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> I switched at the last second. I, I wouldn't <laughs> let myself do it. Uh, and, that hurts. Uh, Matthew yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go with the underdog here. Oh, my what? God. What? Come on. I love an I like underdog that in you, story. Man. And, like, I, I just – also, I can't sit here and be like, yeah, four to one for Ohio State. Four, four votes for Ohio State. No, no. We, we all voted for Michigan. We went 5-0 for you, man. All of us voted for Michigan, unfortunately. Well, that one's clear. This one is No, it is. It's not I'm going to go with the underdog here. I actually can beat any team out there. I respect your opinion. But you're right. No, it's wrong. Purdue. It's fine. Let's go, Husky. All right. Oh, listen, here comes the big one. Everyone's favorite. Everyone wants to see this happen again. Ohio State's what? backup quarterback went to LSU. And Joe, Joe Burrow... No offense, the Joe. Losing to UCF. Oh yeah. No. Oh. No. I don't think that's my pick. But I'll it's say, like, it's number eleven LSU versus number eight UCF. I like the hype. The reigning UCF. national champions. I like the hype behind <laughs> UCF. But are they legitimately as good as LSU? Okay, here's the problem. If no, Mackenzie Milton stories. was in the backfield for UCF, exactly. I think this. I think this is the game, Knights. Please. Could pull it out. It's a game, at least. If McKenzie will. Watching their conference championship against Memphis, was yeah. it? It was. It wasn't a great game. They ended up pulling it out because they're. they're I can't remember that guy's team. name, but he's not terrible. He's I mean, not bad. He had good stats, but he's not McKenzie Milton. No. no, Milton. He's a large reason why UCF beat Auburn last year. It was because it, Auburn's not very Auburn. Good. Well, Auburn was also coming in down because they wanted to make the playoffs but couldn't beat Georgia again. Yeah. But. In all honesty, LSU's got a really good defense. UCF doesn't have a great defense, but LSU doesn't have a great offense. I could see this game being close if LSU's coming in with the mindset of we should have been done better this year. Why are we playing down to this opponent? Which is possible because I think that's what Auburn did last year. I also do believe that the SEC is severely overrated for teams that aren't Alabama or Georgia. And... I don't know. I think LSU does not belong in the top 15, in my humble opinion. So you think UCF's going to... I think it'll be a close game, but I think LSU's defense is going to pull it out for them. Uh, I'm Thinking also, rationally. I'm thinking rationally. I genuinely think LSU is going to win have, have, uh, handily. They uh, UCF hasn't played a quality game except for against UC. Well, yeah, Cincinnati, it's a good team out there. And UC's, I mean, they're ranked twenty fourth. Yeah, they're they're, they're meh. I mean, at best, beat UCLA, baby. <laughs> L, I think LSU is gonna come in and beat them handily, yeah. <clears throat> rationally. Yeah. LSU, LSU all the way. UCF has won what, like twenty three straight games, something like that. Twenty, pretty good. Five. <laughs> 25. Where did he place that? I don't even know what bowl game. What bowl game is this? Who cares? Okay, if it's not anyway, the UCF no is going to go to wherever this is, and they're going to beat LSU, and I'm going to tell you Texas why. Game. Okay, tell me why. Tell me why. LSU's overrated. Their defense, overrated. They gave, oh. up, they gave up 70 points to Texas A&M. Like, I, I know I, it was seven okay. overtimes, but 70 points. That's, that's a fair point. And I think UCF still, they have a lot to prove. I mean... I don't think they should have been in the top four anyways. But they're still going to have a little chip on their shoulder. They're going to go in there, and they're going to beat Joe Burrow and LSU. Because I don't think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but they also don't have great wide receivers. 
And that's I think UCF's going to pull up the upset, and they're going to win two straight over SEC. And then the playoff committee is going to be like, maybe we need to expand it to eight teams. Back to back won't. national champions, ladies and gentlemen. UCF. Even without Milton, their quarterback's pretty good. Yeah, he oh. said he yeah, said, he said, LSU. said LSU. LSU. LSU simply. So I guess you're breaking the tie. To our resident non-college football watcher. No, there's no ties. Three to one. I mean, I, I said LSU. He said LSU. And you two said. No, he said, I said LSU. LSU. I said UCF. Oh, you said that? I'm so it's still 2-2. Two, two. No. It's 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three, three, one. One. Yeah. Oh. Just well. being LSU. It's fine. Excuse me. I like being the underdog here. Don't speak for him. You want to go underdog go, again? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Golden Knights. We need a blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I like an underdog story. We well, technically, LSU is the underdog. No. no. They're no. ranked less. Yeah, but they're going to be given the edge and the spread. Because no one likes a good old UCF. I mean, I'm still going to go with UCF. Whether you consider them the underdog or not, that's who I consider. Yeah, they're, they're ranked the higher, but I consider them the underdog. They're from the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, exactly. The good what conference? conference? The, the Great Conference. The ACK. ACK. Now we're going to move on to number 15, Texas, versus number 5, Georgia. And to be quite honest with you, I think this game could get out of hand quick. I don't think Texas has a great defense. They might have one of the better defenses in the Big 12 besides TCU, but they're it's the Big 12. Yeah. Georgia has a really good defense. I think they absolutely... I don't, I don't know what it is with them and playing Alabama in big games, but they just Choke. don't know how to do it. They, I think they could have easily been the ones in the playoffs right now. But they're not, and I think that's going to leave a chip on their shoulder, and I think they're going to take it out on the on the Tex, on Texas here, um, the, the, the Longhorns. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think Georgia wins by a hefty margin. I honestly was like, hmm, I don't know. I was looking through the games, and I think this is the one – that could be the upset. I'm picking Texas over Georgia. Hook them. <laughs> Hook them horns. Let's do this. I'm picking Georgia because I don't think Texas is that great. Georgia has a great running game. Jake Fromm is a good quarterback. Doesn't turn the ball over too much. And they have a great defense. So, that's my pick. I, uh, I want to say Georgia. Everything makes me want to say Georgia. Ooh. But... I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Okay. The fighting I, Tom Hermans. Yeah. I just think, and for that reason exactly, I think that Texas will outcoach Georgia. Oh, really? Yes. Kirby Smart's I mean, not Calling out Smart. Kirby oh. Smart's a good coach. Not Tom Herman. But I mean, Tom Herman. He learned under the best in Urban Meyer, so. Who? Shiflet? <laughs> <laughs> no. For this one, I'm going to go with Georgia. I used to live in Georgia. I'll go with Georgia. Oh, okay. Why not? All right. right. That's fair. I like I like having the uneducated pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, in I in fairness, I, I wasn't given much notice that we were pulling <laughs> that we were doing these uh, bowl predictions. I'll make sure I at least know what I'm talking about a little bit for the next time. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I'm sort of stupid. What can I say? So are we all? Ooh. So now we're moving on to the disappointment bowl. Uh, Notre Dame versus Clemson. Disappointment bowl. So. Notre Dame is overrated. I'm going to say it right mm-hmm. now. They need to get join a conference and play real teams. Notre Dame, I'm calling you out. Yeah, we'd all be undefeated if we got to play Ar- Army and Air Force every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not It's and not a championship game at all. If, and the thing is... You feel if, good about yourself beating up on our nation's military? <laughs> <laughs> and listen, 
if you join a conference, then we don't have to extend. I don't think we should extend the playoffs. I think it'd be bad for the players and bad for everything. Because look, I mean, this is we're debating this at four. Imagine debating eight. Imagine being thinking that you were left out of eight. To me, with the playoff, it's just. Everybody's going to want an expanded until we're at a 64-team playoff. It's not, it's not March Madness. <laughs> yeah, so, Notre Dame, join a conference, and I'd feel more strongly about you being there. Clemson, they have some issues now with a couple players being suspended, I believe. But they've still got one heck of a defensive line. They've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league in Trevor Lawrence. He was the what number one on everyone's draft thing or something draft board? Used to have a running back. He a, amazing running back. Good receivers. They always seem to have good receivers. I just don't see Clemson dropping this one. Notre Dame has a good quarterback and Cook. He's all right. Ian, oh, Ian Book. Ian Book. Yeah, yeah, my bad, Book. But I just I just don't see it happening. Uh, Notre Dame's only big win was against Michigan, and that was before Michigan really knew what to do with their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that was his first game with the playbook. Yeah. Game. And they beat Northwestern. And what they average. win by seven. And they barely beat Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see they Notre Dame Syracuse, this one out. But Syracuse quarterback was also injured, I yeah. believe, too. So, good, good for you, Notre Dame. So, sorry, Notre Dame. You just don't have you the don't win deserve. in my book yeah. to have. And granted, Clemson doesn't have a big win in my book either. I say this is my thing. This is one game where usually I'm, I'm always against Notre Dame just because screw Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, your but, other rival. Yeah, but I'm kind of interested to see what, what Clemson has because everybody's all, they beasted their way through the ACC, but what does that really mean? Yeah. They played Pitt. They played the Pitt. Championship. And, yeah, so I mean, it's like, it's we kind of get to see here, like, I mean, clearly, yes, they're not in the conference, but I mean, you still have to be good to go undefeated. Wasn't their biggest win Texas A&M, Clemson? I think that was it, which Syracuse. is not... Oops, okay. Which apparently we talk about them as a football school now. So. I mean, they weren't bad this year. They weren't bad. No. I think people are overestimating Clemson. I yeah, I think that too. But I still think Clemson wins. I'm gonna go uh, honestly, Clemson in a blowout. I don't think Notre Dame can hang, in my opinion. But they, like you said, they haven't played a quality game except for U of M, and I, I just don't think that they didn't even the book <clears throat> didn't even play that game. It was the I can't remember the, the other quarterback. I do not think that Notre Dame can hang whatsoever. I I'll be surprised if they, you know, keep it close. I think Clemson's just going to come out there guns blazing. Yeah, definitely Clemson. Um, sorry Notre Dame, but you're just you don't impress me that much. I think Clemson's the better team in every aspect, and they're they should blow them out and then lose in the championship game. I like an underdog, but I'm not insane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go. The more intriguing playoff matchup. The one that could be exciting, but I don't know. It's the juggernaut of a football team versus the unstoppable offense. Bama, wrap it up. Oklahoma Oklahoma versus Alabama. This entire year it's been Alabama, and then everyone else is like, Chilling. Two football fields away. Like down a tunnel, like, oh, you see me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's just not even been close. The closest game they've had this year is against Georgia, which Georgia was the only time this year we've seen kink, kinks in their armor at yeah. all. They and then Jalen Georgia back, just threw it away. Yeah. yeah. And Tua's back. I don't think Tua's going to play like he did against Georgia. He is a phenomenal quarterback. I'm not going to say Georgia has a better defense than Oklahoma, but they clearly have. 
But Kyler Murray <laughs> is a dangerous, dangerous quarterback. You think who, he'll wake up dangerous? Uh, he's no Baker, but he's dangerous. He's going to go play baseball. I don't or think you'll be thinking about that too much. What a move. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's a smart move. Oh, yeah. Make more money. But I, I don't... Uh, I don't see Oklahoma being able to pull this out with their defense. They Their defense stepped up against Texas, but again, that's Texas, who, granted, I don't think had that great of an offense to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, so I think it, I think it's Alabama, and granted, I think it's Alabama all the way. They're going to mm-hmm. win another one. I also give it to Alabama. I think Tua is going to come out there and be like, Kyler Murray didn't deserve this Heisman. I deserved it. Put up way too many points. It's probably... Honestly, I could see this being a blowout too, more than a close game, because Alabama's defense. Is I want it good. to be a close game. So I bad. want it to be a good close game, but Alabama's too good. I think, like I said, Tua's got something to prove. So this could know. be the only playoff game that that is interesting yeah. in my book. Moving on, Bama, wrap it up. Like that. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm not insane. <laughs> I, I, I I know enough about college football to know that Bama's gonna win. Yeah. So. Uh-oh. Oklahoma uh-oh. and Alabama uh-oh. is going to go down to the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. And Oklahoma is he, is he doing it? Oklahoma is he doing it? Is going to pull off the upset. Oh no! Oh, here Call it is. Call it here, boys. Here and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Kind of use my kind of use my intro. I think Oklahoma. No, I mean Alabama. They're good, but I think they can lose, and I think Oklahoma has the offense. To beat them with. I don't think Alabama's defense is super great. And, I mean, they should have dealt with hanging out with them for a halftime, though. Let's be honest there. And I think Kyler Murray is the real deal, and he's going to plant that Oklahoma flag right there oh. in the Orange Bowl and say, screw you, Alabama, and Oklahoma's going to win the championship wow. overall. Because wow. they have a great offense. They have the speed to match Alabama. And I just think it's meant to be for Oklahoma. I like it. I believe that you believe it. I do. <laughs> I believe that you believe it. In reality, Alabama's probably going to win like by 30. But I'm still thinking Oklahoma has a chance. Can't wait to watch this And then game. I also thought Ohio State could beat them, but they're not in it, so whatever. We're just going to live Oklahoma. I genuinely don't think that – like, personally, I don't know why Tua didn't get the Heisman in my Colin Murray's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Can't break but, Archie's two Heisman now. But still, I don't Tebow know. should have broke it. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> He already said they, everyone said Alabama besides this man right here. We'll so see. we'll see you uh, next we'll, we'll week. See. Next week. Yeah, we're gonna wrap Actually, it up. Actually, no, here. Saturday. It'll yeah. be Saturday night. It'll be a good yeah. time. Yeah. All right, so we're just gonna wrap it up here. Once again, I'll go around the room. Matt Shiflet, Noah McCune, Blaine Smith. No one Darren. can see you do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make noise. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not that noise. Darren <laughs> And Darren, for the sake of the national United States of America, Oklahoma, please beat Alabama. Just please beat them. Oh, That's I want. want. Don't get me That's wrong. I want, want to it. see it. We I don't want to see it. Do not screw this up. All right, guys. That's it for <laughs> us this week for the sort of stupid sports podcast. Anybody that listens, we love you. Keep it up. Thanks for Peace. sticking around. Yeah, Catch you next out. week. See you next yeah. week. Oh, and Lucas should win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> no, Trey there's Young no, there's no question. Leave this in. <laughs> DeAndre, yeah, this is our listener question. <laughs> Love you, bro.